And um, how about our Swedish guy? Our legend? <gasps> oh, so yeah, of course. This was my wrong prediction. Guten Abend von Leipzig and welcome to RB Alley Global Tracks, which is Leipzig's very first RB Leipzig podcast in English. It's brought to you by Richard and Mario and amongst us we are seized ticket holders, passionate supporters and not very neutral local pundits. And both of us have been following Leipzig football since our childhood days. So if you want to hear about RB Leipzig, capture the mood of the fans in the city. And if you want to go beyond numbers and statistics, you are in the right place. We're delighted to welcome you on board. And all we need to say now is, it's Leipziger Jungs, Mensch, <laughs> Richard, how are you tonight? Hey Mario, thank you. I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, yeah, I enjoyed a wonderful Ferris wheel ride with you uh, oh. <laughs> late afternoon. I was uh, sick. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we had a, we had a really great view. I, I love this view. You can only get this once a year um, when a Christmas market is uh, around our inner city, and this Ferris wheel spins on the on the far end, um, yeah, from the inner city circle. And that was a real pleasure. I recommend it to everyone who wants to come to Leipzig, come to visit to Leipzig, uh, come when the Christmas market is on, and uh, enjoy a ride. So yes, I'm and good. The, uh, Let's go. The mold wine. Is is not bad either. But also, do you know, um, if you're at the top of the Ferris wheel, you can see far enough to actually see RB Leipzig, uh, RB Leipzig's arena, our living room, as we like to say in German. No, it was really good. Kids enjoyed it as well. And the Christmas market is just very special. So today, I think we're just going to have a look at uh, yesterday's uh, match versus Young Boys Bern. There are a few club-related news uh, that are floating around at the moment. And of course, it's when uh, it's on, on Saturday. We're going to have another top match again. It's also called El Plastico when we face TSG Hoffenheim. So we're going to have a look at that. But first, <laughs> Richard, I remember in the last episodes when we talked about this uh, match versus Young Boys ban, you actually said this team doesn't strike you as a team which is... Uh, Maybe good enough for the uh, Bundesliga, so they might struggle to actually uh, keep the uh, or not be relegated if they were part of the first Bundesliga. And with that kind of attitude, I went to the stadium in order to watch that match. And I must say, it was. Uh, we were, I think most of the people treated it as a bonus game because you know there was actually nothing to play for unless you wanted to go for twelve points and the two eight million euros for Leipzig. Uh, club to get into their coffers. Coach Mark Rose actually took the advantage of uh, changing eight positions. I think he, he had eight uh, eight new new players on the pitch, but they're all very familiar to us. And especially Pete Gulashi returned in goal. That was um, actually quite nice to, uh, sight to see. Don't get me wrong, Yanis Blaswish is is number one at the moment, but. Um, Pete has been part of RB Leipzig for such a long time and him just returning back into goal made us quite emotional on our side a little bit. Uh, and all in all, I think his performance was, was solid. Um, only conceded one goal. It would have been nice if he had a clean sheet to be Pete the ball again, but uh, not quite. 
So during the match, um, with these eight um, changes, it was really strange because in the beginning, it looked really solid for the first five minutes. <laughs> it looked like this team was used to playing with one another, but that kind of fell apart in the first half. It was really disjointed. And if you look at the stats, the uh, better stats or more ball position, more shots on goal was, was actually um, with young boys Bern. And it felt... In the stadium, felt um, as if young boys Bern are not going to score a lot of goals. And I'll tell you why. They did pass the ball quite nicely in midfield and up to Leipzig's box. So maybe got inside the box as well. But the way they were trying to take shots at our goal was really like um, scoring field, goal, field goals in American football. So many times. I mean, there were people sitting higher than me in our block and they actually caught the ball. Uh, that just tells you how much they missed. And that was kind of a shame because you can see that they can actually play football, um, also in a, in a quite a nice way. But the way they tried to to score goals was, was just not good enough. They were really harmless in that sense. However, the only goal they did score was done beautifully, I must say that. For Leipzig, <laughs> it was a strange match. It was not... It, I, th I thought it was still entertaining and uh, in the uh, second half the performance uh, did improve uh, hence the two goals they scored plus Benjamin Sheshko uh, he scored an offside and disallowed goal in the first half quite early actually and we thought okay here we go that was in, within the five minutes when everything was still honky-dory but in the second half they scored twice but still didn't do too much to the overall performance. Uh, I think considering the circumstances, it was a, a good performance. But my key takeaway from this is actually, well, if we compare ourselves with top-level top level, uh, teams of the Bundesliga, like uh, Bayern München, of course, and uh, this year Bayer Leverkusen, the Werkself, I think with a similar squad, a similar lineup, they still would have beaten Young Boys Bern quite convincingly. And we're definitely not, we're definitely not, or I'm, I would be, I would be really concerned, you know, in the uh, last 16 of the Champions League, we're going to meet uh, maybe a Spanish opponent or one uh, English opponent being Arsenal. I think um, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really be able to be successful versus these teams with a, with, with a, with that kind of performance and this kind of team that we have there. You really need to go back um, to the first to the best team that you have in order to to uh, be successful and to, to win those games. So we're not quite there yet, to be honest. We're good enough for we're good enough for the bottom of the league. But if there had been a Bundesliga team of, at mid table from mid table yesterday, uh, we could potentially have lost or at least drawn. And that was one takeaway. And something really interesting happened. Uh, or was it 17 minutes before the end of the game? Uh, Coach Rose had some substitutions and uh, Xavi came in. Uh, Goal Penda came in as well. And our favorite, Timo Werner, joined uh, the uh, crew as well. Now, Timo Werner being um, um, having missed the squad for quite a while now, and this is the first time he played again. I think he only had strength for 20 minutes. But... There was a key takeaway in regards to Timo. It's going to be really hard for him to get back into the starting eleven. Um, there was one scene where <laughs> he, he got a pass from, from one of the Leipzig players, I don't remember, and he was inside the opponent's box and he had a free shot, he had a free range. And 
missed the goal completely. It was a field goal, basically. It went across the uh, the bar. He looked at the pitch as if there was something wrong with the with the grass. Might have been the case, but it was such <laughs> it's such a typical Timo Werner uh, moment. Um, he had a huge chance. He could have easily converted it, you think, but he didn't. And the mood in the, of the fans and the crowd was not of impatience, but a little bit of, may I say this, pity because we feel for him. I think we all feel for him. We wish him all the best and we would love to see him score left, right and center and uh, join the team and make it to the Euros. But it looks very unlikely. So going to be interesting to see what's going to happen there. Um, but at the end of the day, three points, uh, 2.8 million uh, in our into our coffers. We won the game. Timo didn't convince convince us. So these are two key takeaways that I saw yesterday, Richard. Uh, yeah, wow. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, I got nothing really substantial to add here, but um, I recognize um, another a little fun fact. So what I would like to share with you and about our listeners, because Amy Forsberg uh, scored in his very first uh, UCL match back in 2017 against uh, Monaco. And I've been there and I remember when I when I was in the, in the stands and I thought, oh, okay, that's going to be a good chance. Okay, you have to pass, pass, pass the ball, pass the ball. No, he shoots, he scores. And, uh, <laughs> he didn't and, listen to you? Are you yeah, telling me he did not <laughs> listen to you? It, it was basically that right decision at the end. But um, uh, if, if you look at it back to the goal, it was um, uh, nearly as improbable as his allegedly last UCL goal was uh, yesterday. So um, the fun fact is here, he has scored in his first UCL match and he scored in his allegedly last UCL match and he scored a game winner too. And, um, so yeah, that's an, it's, it's a nice side note of that and I feel really, really happy for him uh, that he achieved that, that he came out on, on the pitch, that he was in the starting lineup and then he scored, scored a sort of goal. That was cool. But it's interesting you mentioned Forsberg because allegedly he's, he's off to jetting off to the Big Apple in the, in the winter and it seems to be becoming more and more official um, according to uh, the German or Leipzig newspaper LVZ and um, the source Guido Chevro. It There seems to be an official announcement going to be coming out before the uh, Toffenheim match. However, it was really interesting how coach Marco Rosa reacted to this question during the press conference after the match. <laughs> he referred to the whole thing, to the whole situation as es steht etwas in Raum, which you could uh, translate into there is an elephant in the room. And he basically said, well, I'm going to leave that elephant in the room, not comment on it, which I thought was brilliant the way he reacted. But in our hearts, we all know with a heavy heart, we all know he's going to leave. It is, it is really sad, but... Yes, only one verdict, um, one plea, plea from our side. You got to be there in the stadium. If you're here in Leipzig, you got to join us in giving this legend of the club, maybe, maybe the most important legend, the biggest legend of our club so far, that positive and appreciative farewell that he actually deserves. So uh, I'm going to say Tusen Tak, but I know you're, you're Swedish is much, much better and we can talk properly again maybe in our next episode about Emil Forsberg and maybe he scores, you know, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be great. So, okay, so much 
for this match yesterday. What else do we got today? Well, we kind of we kind of talked about some some club related news. So, forced by being being one of them, uh, you might remember there was news as well that Halstenberg is getting his uh, official send off before the match uh, of Young Boys Bern. And it actually happened. He was there just before the whole thing and the, the kickoff started. He was interviewed. But one thing I caught was, was, was really interesting. He was asked, so given the fact that Leipzig has uh, so many new players and lost a lot of key players, actually he's, he's one of them, so I don't know if I can forgive him. How does he rate the current performance of, of RB Leipzig? And he, he actually said he's quite pleased that they are in the top four Seem to be strong. The team is 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 growing together to be even stronger in in the next year. So I thought that was really positive. The whole the whole crowd, a lot of people were in the stadium already. They really applauded and cheered him on. So I think he got his his recognition that he deserves this because um, he helped the club uh, for a long long time. And and one thing I always remember is um, the first DFB Pokal that we won, and when he was sent off. Um, because that turned the game, you know, that turned the match into our favor because everybody was fighting for him. And he had a very solid performance in uh, the uh, following Dave Bebukal final of, was it this year? It was this year. Bloody hell. Thank you very much, Halster. And we wish you all the best. Mm. Maybe one one more piece of news, which is quite encouraging. Um, there is a, somebody we haven't seen on the pitch yet. That is Chad Bichiabu. I'm not sure if I pronounce this correctly. Uh, defender, very young talent, and he actually completed his first competitive match for RB Leipzig. Not the seniors, but, but in the youth league uh, when they played uh, Young Boys Bern, which was in the annual draw, and they of course qualified for the playoffs as well. So I think that's a very encouraging sign that he's gained, getting some practice. Not sure if that means that he returns or that he's going to be included into the squad. But Marco Rosa actually said, well, we bought him, we got him for the first team, for the A team. So uh, eventually he definitely will be part of that. He's not going to be parked at the uh, under, is it the under 19s then in, in that um, team? So we keep our fingers crossed. We need everybody, uh, every man on board on deck uh, with uh, very challenging stuff to do, especially next year. Well, the last two games are going to be very challenging as well. So these are, from from my point of view, these are the most important things to talk about this week in terms of news, Richard. Yeah, not, nothing more to say here. So the only thing maybe, uh, I met uh, Marcel Halsberg once, so not really. No. Yeah, no, we, we didn't you chat. You told me about that. <laughs> you surprise. I want to surprise you a little bit. Did you tell him to go to Hanover? No. <laughs> I don't no, like it anymore. No, it, was, it, was, it was years years ago. I don't remember what how long this this was away, but it was the time when he was uh, recovering from his torn ACL. Okay. And and I met him at a gas, gas station in the Marschnerstraße. So I, 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 <laughs> I, I was there. With, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was there and had to refill the, the tank of my uh, com company car. And uh, and then he just uh, yeah was there with his um with his uh, walking boots or whatever he has to support it so he wasn't quite able to to walk on 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 his own mm. and um, so I, I thought oh yeah this is Marcel Halsenberg do you say something and I said no nah, no no okay no <laughs> he's 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 no. <laughs> I think that, <laughs> oh, no, I, I always I always think that those people are are happy when they when they're not um yeah when they're not chatted on permanently. 
Exactly. I mean, the, now I have to tell you, I have to mention that story. My wife actually met Yusuf Paulsen in one of the toy stores in, in Leipzig, and he was there with two with his two young children. And she was surprised herself that, A, she knew who he was. <laughs> she in her, in her head, there was the name Yusuf Paulsen. And I asked her, so did, did you talk to him? And Sina, the neighbor, said, did you get the autograph? <laughs> and she said, no, to be honest, she smiled at him. He smiled back and everything. And, and she said something similar to, you know, as you said, you know, it might just be enough to give him a smile, but leave him alone. Because at the end of the day, yes, they're bloody rich and they can play football. Uh, but at the end of the day, they have a family life and they like some privacy as well. So, um they don't want to be pounced upon. So yeah, I, but I think these, it's, it's a nice story. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for sharing. Oh gosh. <laughs> what kind of work, what kind of group are we here? But no, thanks. So, but there is an important, it's another important game, isn't it? I mean, I keep uh, repeating myself, but on Saturday, it's, it's another top spiel, as we say, 6.30 in the evening, or like last week, 6.30 in the evening. A lot of people refer to this match versus TSG Hoffenheim as the El Plastico, meaning these are two artificial clubs. Now, TSG Hoffenheim are actually a club which, which uh, has, has been existing for, for quite a while, longer than we have. However, they only reached uh, a certain status and a certain fame because uh, they had an investor who invested a lot of money into this club and uh, that's how they rose through the different tiers of the league as well. But it's been quite a long, long time ago. Because of that kind of structure and kind of money, uh, for a lot of people, this club was always a club which was not really um, very nice because they bought their way into the league. However, RB Leipzig are perceived as a club who've done even the worst thing by really buying their way into the league by, because uh, they bought the license of club in the fifth tier and started from there. So when both of these clubs play, the traditional supporters are really not interested in that if two artificially successful clubs like that play, and that's why they call it the El Plastico. But we don't care. So Hoffenheim is coming to town, currently in sixth place, kind of chasing Borussia Dortmund. What can we expect, Richard? Introducing our next opponent, their bigger check. Yeah, it's funny that you approached that this club exists a little longer. They're called 1899 for a reason. Huh? But you know why? That that only came up when <laughs> lots of money was injected uh, and they were promoted to the Erste Bundesliga. It kind of changed from TSG Hoffenheim to TSG, was it 1899? Yeah? 1899. Yeah, so that's yeah. tradition. That's the tradition. I mean, alternatively, Leipzig could have called themselves RB09 Leipzig. Because they were found in 2009, but who cares? <laughs> BVB 09 is also you know, a okay. very traditional club. No, but yes, you're right. You're right. Okay, so those old tradition club comes to town and uh, <laughs> <laughs> is currently in sixth place. And this is a dangerous team, especially especially away. I, I looked it up and I was quite surprised. Uh, Hoffenheim got the third best uh, um, away game. Record, uh, probably. Record, yeah. thank you. Mm -hmm. A record this, this season. Um, so they got already five wins. They won, they won five in a row when it's, the, it's starting the season. And then the most recently, they drew away at Augsburg and then lost at Mönchengladbach. So they they go, they only got one win from the last five Bundesliga games. 
Um, so this great form from the start of the season seems to be a little bit um, gone now. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, in addition to that, they got some serious problems with the personnel. So they got this nice little young guy, Maximilian Bayern, number 14, uh, which wasn't there in their recent three win against Bochum because he was ill and he's still recovering from that illness. And he was on the training pitch in this week. Um, but I thought, I, I expect that um, Coach Pelic, you know, most likely will not start him. Or if he starts him, then he is definitely not good to go for 90 minutes. So this is this is a huge factor we have to bear in mind. And okay. another one who will not um, participate in that game is number 27, Andrei Kramaric. He's out for the rest of the year with the muscle fiber. Is it uh, the torn. rest of the calendar year or season? The no, rest of the calendar year. Okay. So he, he should be back in, in mid-January, so as far as mm -hmm. I've read. But he is out in this encounter and with Kramaric out and Maximilian Bayer maybe out or maybe not good for 90 minutes, there's 11 goals missing. So they scored 28 this season and 11 goals are missing now, so nearly more than one-third. Mm -hmm. um, so the only one that is capable of scoring goals consistently is Wout Weghorst. And this is a really dangerous player. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a familiar name in the Bundesliga. He, he, was, uh, he was at yeah. Wolfsburg, then he went to Netherlands. Don't mention Wolfsburg. <laughs> <laughs> And now he's back, and it seems as if he never was 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 away. Uh, he is not only a good goal scorer; he's he is also um, able to recover balls in in the enemy territory, and then go for the quick game and, and pass nice, play nice passes. Um, yeah, usually to Kramaric or um, Maxi Bayer, so but not this time. I'm curious how Coach Pellicino will handle that situation here. So I think um, to wrap that up, they got a strong offense with some personal issues, but nevertheless, don't we, we don't have to we, we cannot underestimate them. So 28 goals is not is not um, only a few. It's, it's it's quite okay, I think. And they scored in nearly every match. They scored in nearly every match. The only time they did not score this season was in their nil one loss in the round of 32 in the cup competition against Dortmund. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. So they scored in every game. Keep an eye on that. So, but on the other side of their roster, so uh, Stephens Lee, defensively, so to speak, they got some issues. So it's similar, in my opinion, to Dortmund. I said about Dortmund that I'm not um, that I'm not satisfied with their balance so between offense and defense. And it seems to me it's, it's a bit similar here. They got nice offensive personnel, but struggle a bit defensively. Um, so they already conceded 24 goals, which is quite a lot. So that Dortmund conceded 23 now. And um, it seems that especially their um, defenders on, on the outside. So usually you find their Kader Zabek uh, or Scholai or who was the other guy? Uh, excuse me, Bebu sometimes uh, or a Kabak. It seems like these are the, 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 weak, the weak links. So in the middle 
often defend, or usually you have Kevin Vogt, <laughs> a, a real Kante, uh, as we mm. say in, in German. So it's it's, it's tall and it's, he's um, not a great football player, but he's a great defender. So without the ball, he's great. And John Brooks is. All, I oh, yeah. remember so many games when when we faced him, and um, he is always strong against mm. RB Leipzig and uh, mostly uh, surely uh, against any other opponent too. So I guess we should find a way to attack um, over the, the wings. So play mm -hmm. our wing game and trying to go for the goal line and then try to um, pass the ball not high but um, flat a little bit into the back of the defenders and we have to rely on Xavi no doubt about that in my opinion Xavi is the one that must stand up here and try to dribble some or more than sometimes try to create um, action try to um, Uh, distract the, the defense so trying to distress them mm -hmm. um, and then we we will have to see how they'll work out but um, yeah it's going to be definitely a hard nut to crack <laughs> I, not again yeah, we, we have, but we had it already and this is my expectation here because usually uh, they, they defend with three defenders so that means that the, the outside midfielders um, will, will defend against the, the ball Uh, as well, so that's more like like five defenders, um, mm -hmm. and our team showed some inconsistency when facing that that formation. So you remember Bochum, you remember Mainz. Mm -hmm. However, maybe our coach um, will tell our players not to press that high. So maybe we we find a way to hand the ball over a little bit more of and don't go for the high possession ball game. Mm -hmm. That would be my my approach here. But do you think Hoffenheim doesn't know what to do with the ball, or are they not are they as dangerous as on let's say on the fast break? The latter, okay. the latter. They they know how, how to handle the ball, but um, they are the efficiency is key. We always talk about that. And if you look at the uh, at the stats for the that Hoffenheim got uh, in terms of x goals and how many goals they scored, um, uh, in fact. Um, mm -hmm. you will recognize that they almost always scored more goals mm -hmm. than they had X goals. Okay, so like us yeah. in the beginning of the season, mm -hmm. actually. Yeah. However, so so the takeaway is so the key to win is fast play. Don't try to to uh, win or to rely on on the battle in the air, so to speak, because we're it's going to be too hard. So you got to be really fast. So I guess Raum Henrichs could be good contenders, but in terms of creativity. You need Xavi to step up to the plate mm. and uh, be really creative. Make a lot of, <laughs> make a lot of hassle for 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 Hoffenheim, and uh, that's what we need to do. At the same time, they're dangerous on the break, on the counter attack, and it's more likely that they're a bit more on the defensive side and uh, like to succeed out of that. And we know how hard it was for us versus Bochum, but I don't know when I think of Hoffenheim. I always think of a team who is willing to play ball as well. So not to completely park the bus, but to to create chances themselves as well, not only through fast breaks. So I'm that that's that's my hope. But at the end of the day, it's going to be another very testing match for for our team. Um, do you think it's going to be tougher than versus Dortmund? 
Bumblebees. Sorry, bumblebees. Uh, I mean, yesterday they looked like bumblebees as well. But hey. Uh, well, that's, that's hard to say because. Okay. Um, yeah, Hummus was sent off after 15 minutes, and then this is, this is a, a game uh, which cannot stand as an example for for any other. So who could potentially be sent off for Hoffenheim? Okay, just asking. <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> Brooks. <laughs> Brooks would be a good candidate. <laughs> of course. Okay. Hmm. Richard, mm. who could coach Marco Rose's center on the pitch in order to succeed on Saturday? So hopefully, I'm correct this time. Um, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, I am pretended the uh, starting lineup in our very first episode correctly, and never I since. Know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and never since. <laughs> so I do my very best here. Okay, let's go. Uh, okay, starting lineup coming up. Blaswig in the goal, of course. Hendricks, Schiebakan, Lukeba, and Raum defending. Schlagerheidara back in defensive midfield. Xavi Baumgartner in offensive midfield. And Sheshko, not Paulsen, Sheshko and Openda here. Why Sheshko? Because he's slim shady, is really tall. Yeah, it's uh, Slim Shady. That's point number one and point number two. <laughs> I think we don't need a wall player in that game. Meaning? Yeah, wall player is that player that usually has the back uh, turn to the um, opponent's goal and, mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to uh, make, uh, trying to, 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 to fix the ball, try to slow down a little bit with the, when the, the ball is passed to him and then pass it uh, back to the wings. I don't think that this is necessary in this game. But at the end of the day, you need speed. And, and uh, um, also, Sheshko can definitely do that. Okay, it'll be interesting. Do you think there's going to be any chance for Timo to join the party? Maybe, yeah. Maybe in the second half when, when, when Sheshko gets a little bit tired. Um, yeah, why not? Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, how about our Swedish guy? Our legend? <gasps> oh, so yeah, of course. This was my wrong prediction. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Emil. So, so, yeah. Okay. Emil. Um, I think Emil Wills. Uh, okay. Coach Rose cannot leave him, <laughs> leave him <laughs> off in his allegedly last We're game. We're going to play with 12 this time. Come mm, on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This has to be the case, of course. Uh, Emil. So we will see him, no doubt. We will see him. And so coming Rose, on the pitch, probably. But none yeah. of the stars starting 11, probably not. Uh, if you go. If if you if you say okay, um, performance is, is key and performance is the only reason to to mm. get into the, the, the starting lineup, then Forsberg cannot be in the, in the starting lineup. Sorry, Emil, yeah, yeah, it's not, sorry. not personal, <laughs> but we hope to see you maybe for the last. Well, maybe whenever you, we need you to help us, so that'll be great. Anyways, um, thanks, Richard. In terms of score, what's what's your prediction? My prediction is another two one. Oh, I'm going with a 2-0 this time. Don't know why, but it feels like 2-0. I know they scored in every game, but, you know, there must be a first somewhere, sometime. And, and Saturday is a good time, I think. It's perfect. So uh, thanks, everyone, for, for listening. Today we talked about the uh, uh, Batch versus Young Boys um, ban. We had some club-related news, and uh, we, are, we are looking at uh, keys to win our match versus Hoffenheim. 
Um, we like to thank you for listening to us and we'd be delighted if you could subscribe to our RB Leipzig podcast and uh, maybe leave a positive review on your favorite platform. Um, and we're also thankful if you can leave us your thoughts and suggestions to improve the pod. And how can you do this? Well, you can find us on Twitter. We are podcast underscore RBL or old fashioned. Send us an email. Um, it's called talk to us at rbleglobaltracks.com, but you find it in the show notes um, of this podcast as well. So that just leaves me to say, well, thank you, Richard. Until next time, well, we see each other on Saturday and uh, record quite early next week because uh, there's going to be another match versus Werder Bremen. And to everybody else, auf geht's, Leipziger Jungs! Thank you.